And this is Clifton Grooms from the Cliff Notes Podcast. Before we go on to tonight's episode, want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors that have come out on board for the last couple of weeks, month, couple of months here. Let's give a shout out to Tolly and Associates, the team there, Barnes Roofing, David Jin Shobro, Robin Stacy Astuter, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, Adams Bar and Grill, and the Hi-Ho Bar and Grill. Thank you all so much for your contributions and coming on board and your support of the Clip Notes podcast. Without further ado, here is tonight's episode. And welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. It is another edition of the Post-it Notes. Tonight, it is Friday, October the 21st, 2022. On the way back from Tokyo, so we're actually doing a live version of the Post-it Notes on the car ride home here with me tonight is from Missouri 8-Man Football, Devin Albertson. Him and I were at the Platte Valley East Atchison game this evening. Uh, Devin, how are you, sir? Uh, great, nice little fun football game here, a defensive kind of slugfest here in eight-man football, but Platte Valley, a big 30-16 to 16 win to secure their first 275 conference title, so a big win there for Platte Valley. So, absolutely, and um, that was a big win for them, but um, let's go through the quarters here real quick. In the first quarter, um, nothing, um, scoreless, a um, little bit of a slow start for both teams. I know there was a couple fumbles on for both teams, an interception on one of the sides there, so... Um, you know, Devin, just um, your thoughts on a um, little bit of a feeling out process for both these teams. Yeah, both these teams are very good defensively, and they definitely want to lean on their defense a little bit. Two big defensive lines as well, so I think it took a little bit for the each team to adjust the physicality the other defense was bringing there. Uh, but really the turning point there was that second quarter um, with Blackford getting that pick six there. That was a huge play for Platte Valley to kind of take the lead in that game, and East Ashton kind of played from behind after that point. So in that second quarter there, Platte Valley was able to um, go up 16 to nothing at the half, though. Third quarter, East Atchison was able to put some points up on the board there. Um, Devin, just your um, thoughts on the third quarter. Well, EA came out with the ball. They had a six-minute drive to score a touchdown to start the third quarter. That was a real tone setter. They came out on defense, forced a three and out, a high snap on the punt, forced a safety. And all of a sudden, a team that was down 16 nothing at halftime was down 16 to 10. And credit Platte Valley, they drove the ball down the length of the field, um, took it most of the third quarter. The third quarter was not a whole lot of possessions because both teams just kind of had some long drives. And then we go to the fourth quarter with Platte Valley with the ball um, deep in East Ashton territory. You know, so we get into the fourth quarter now, and um, you know, I think um, East Ashton had an opportunity really um, in both the third and the quarter, for, third and the fourth quarters to kind of seal, mo- kind of steal the momentum a little bit. I know in the fourth quarter. Their uh, Platte Valley had the ball out. Their offense was pinned back inside the 10 and then ended up having to punt the ball. Punt the ball, had a short punt. East Atchison, I can't remember right exactly where they had the ball at. Uh, somewhere inside the 15, I think. Don't quote me. I don't know the yardage. Can't remember the yardage off the top of my head. But East Atchison had an opportunity there in that fourth quarter to really get a hold and tie the game. But they weren't able to. They weren't able to do it. Platte Valley came out a big Aiden um, Carter Luke run to um, almost down to the red zone. Were able to cash in for a touchdown, which made it 30 to 16. That would be the final score that we would end up with. Um, Devin, just your thoughts on the final quarter? Yeah. So start of the fourth quarter there again. Platte Valley they were able to drive down and uh, get down the red zone. Carter Luke was able to punch it in for a touchdown there. That was a really big run there for him. It was great for him to be back there for Platte Valley. And then um, 
And she said there, not only that, that one time there, Platte Valley was also backed up to their own four yard line. Another drive had a third, and, a second and fourteen from their own four yard line, and Carter Luke broke off a fifty-four yard run. They they able to score the end of that drive there and get that two score lead. East Ashton they were able to drive the length of the field, get down to about the I think the four yard line or so, uh, try to throw the end zone, incomplete pass. EA defense did a good job getting off the field there. Um, kind of another bad snap on the punt. Uh, Trevor Weir able to get the ball, get the punt off. But I think the ball went out at about the 11-yard line, and East Ashton just couldn't quite get the ball into the end zone there. Uh, he threw a pick on the third down play there. Good play by Brandon McQueen. He kind of sealed the win there. But those were two really good defensive football teams kind of going at it there. Kind of an old-school eight-man football game. A little bit different than you're going to see with the North Shelby Bramer game, score-wise, for sure. But it's just two really good defenses that – took a lot of um, spunk to kind of get a win there and credit to the guys on the field there Jared Spinato for East Ashton is a very good football player very quick and shifty um, with that he was hard for Platte Valley to contain all day then everybody knows how good Carter Luke is I had him for like 189 yards and three touchdowns in this game he was fantastic in his return here so credit to them on defense for Platte Valley a couple guys to shout out here um Trevor Weir, first of all, just a tremendous defensive end. But also Justin Miller played a fantastic game tonight as well. Number two there for Platte Valley. He was very good. Then again, Hedlund and Litherberry on defense for East Ashton were all over the field as well. So just a very good football game. And one of these teams had to lose, but it's going to be set up a very good playoff run here in District 4. Well, um, 30-16 was the final score there. Platte Valley, uh, 2022 Highway 275 champions here. Um, before we go back to Devin, we're going to go to some post-game um interviews that we got tonight. First, um, we're going to talk with Platte Valley head coach Johnny Silkett, um, and then we're going to talk to um, senior Carter Luke and junior Aiden Blackford after that. Here is our live post game from those guys from Tarkio. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast here in Tarkio, Missouri for a top six eight-man football matchup. Platte Valley is your 2022 Highway 275 champions with a victory over East Atchison tonight, 30-16. We are here with the head coach of Platte Valley. Johnny Silkett is with us, um, coach. Um, not a lot of time really to register this win. Um, not a lot of time to register this conference championship. Just um, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm pretty darn happy. Uh, we uh, definitely uh, came into this game knowing we had an opportunity to uh, achieve one of our goals. Uh, and actually this game also opportunity to give ourselves a good seed in districts too. And so we knew that we had to come in and, and take care of business. Uh, it was a hard fought battle. Uh, East Atchison can uh, they smack you in the mouth pretty hard. And we, uh, we, we, we took some smacks pretty hard. And then, then I felt like in the second and fourth quarter, we, we were, was our best quarters where we get them a little bit tired and they're not quite as deep as we are. And, and, uh, was able to, able to edge a little bit more running space with than we had in the, in the first and the second for sure. First and third. A lot of expectations heading into this season. We talked about it mm-hmm. in the very first, you know, how this team could very well contend with the Highway 275 if everything went right. How does it feel now that that plan, <laughs> all that one of your goals has come to fruition? Well, it feels it feels amazing, actually. It's, and again, like you said, it's pretty hard to kind of wrap my mind around it at this point. Uh, uh, we we talked about this last summer. I asked the boys about their goals, and they, and they said they want to win the whole darn thing. And so, and part of that goal was to, along the way is to win the conference. And I tell you what, uh, it's it's an unbelievable feeling to to see these kids achieve what they what they planned and what they worked so hard for in the off season and and during the season and how they practiced every day to get themselves better and how they lift each other up. It's, it's amazing, and I, I, I say I love this team. 
Well, uh, let's talk about the game tonight. Obviously, you know, the first half, a little bit of a slow start for both mm-hmm. teams. Uh, a few turnovers on both sides yeah. of uh, the football there. Both side, both teams committing turnovers there. Just talk about um, really that slow start and how you guys were just able to bounce back. Well, we told our boys, uh, we've had some slow starts this year. We had one against Rockport, too, that we, we might be punting some in this game just because they're going to come out and they're going to find ways to stop us. And they have a good game plan. they got a great coach in Aaron Barron's, and we just knew that we was going to have some troubles probably early on, and we did. And uh, we just figured it out, kept on working on the sidelines, kept adapting, kept adjusting, and, and, and uh, try to find ways to squeeze some yards out on these guys. And, and, we, and, we, and we kept on doing it. But I'll tell you what really helped more than anything is uh, our defense, uh, Aiden Blackford getting a pick six, uh, Trevor Weird making the quarterback. It's pretty making him running sideline to sideline. And uh, just the pursuit and just, just our whole defense just tackling so well. Uh, they, they're the ones that are true heroes in this game, even though it's the same kids playing defense and offense for the most part. But the, the, uh, defensively is what really gave us the opportunity to win. I mean, you know, Carter had being back in the lineup tonight, you know, he looked like at times he didn't even miss a beat out there. So um, how big was it to have him in the lineup for a, back in the lineup for a big game like this? It was the difference in the game. It was literally the difference in the game, him being on defense for us. Uh, and then we offensively, we weren't sure how much he was going to take. Uh, as the game went along, we was just kind of testing him, making sure how much he could run. And in that, that second half, we pulled him out of that second half. I think he might have might have strangled one of us because he was ready to – he was he wanted that ball game and he wanted to win. And uh, so, yeah, having Carter back is massive for us. It, it really gets our guys going. And and uh, be honest with you, uh, only he could have made some of those moves and plays to get to the end zone in that second half. Well, you got the Highway 275 wrapped up now. Now regular season's over. Now now we're heading into playoffs. Um, I think we've all have talked about how how a great, uh, just a tough district eight man district four is, and just um, you know the winner of that district's going to come out very very battle tested heading into state. Where do you feel like this team is right now heading into the district? Well, I definitely think I, I think I I think we might be the two seed, and if we're the two seed, I think maybe I don't know. Two or three. Two or three. Either way, I, I think either <laughs> either two or three seed, I think that uh, that's going to help us get a, a pretty good projection into the playoffs. Uh, our district is uh, ridiculous. You're going to end up playing at least two um, amazing top five teams no matter what. And so uh, we just got to be battle tested. We got to be healthy. And I think we're finally healthy. Uh, we came out of this game healthy. Actually, we came in a little healthier because – Carter looked really good towards us at the end of the stretch. So if we're healthy and we can uh, we can take care of business uh, in, in the first few rounds, uh, give ourselves a chance to get that championship game. Well, uh, Coach, uh, Highway 275, 2022 champions, congratulations on thank the on a, a tremendous achievement. Coach, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for the support, and good luck to you guys on the road to districts. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to tribute to my boys and uh, my assistant coaches who are absolutely ridiculously amazing. Definitely shout out to them. Thank you so much, Coach. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are here at Tarkio, Missouri, where the Platte Valley has won the Highway 275 Championship 30-16 to over East Ashton. We are here with senior Carter Luke. Um, Carter, I know a lot, not a lot of time to register this win. Um, high, highway 275 champs, um, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I feel pretty great. You know, I was off for those three games, but I sat back and learned. And we came to this game, and I said, I have to get back, you know. And we came to the team every week. We really wanted to get this win. We wanted to 
get good senior districts, and we haven't gotten a 275 conference championship yet with this group. So I'm really excited and really proud of my team. Well, this team had um, both teams had a little bit of a slow start in the first half, couple fumbles, uh, just tur several turnovers there in the first half. Um, what were you guys? What was the key really for you guys to get back into the game and ultimately end up getting this win? Uh, just focusing up and just doing our job. You know, listen to our coaches. You know, we kind of just have to have that good mindset, you know. And if we have a bad play, you know, he all, Coach Silk always tells us just to flush it and get back to the next one. Well, you had several big runs tonight. I mean, you know, that big one that set up that last touchdown, that was big. Just uh, talk about um, your, just your offensive line just helping, you, just helping you out tonight with your performance. I mean, they were great. They're making holes. You know, you could fit I mean, anything through. I mean, it was just amazing. And once they made it for me to get out in open field, it allowed me to get 20 yards, 30 yards. It's allowed me to get the game. So I give a lot of the credit to oh, my own line tonight. Well, now with this win tonight, gets you the Highway 275 trophy. That's over and done with. Now we move on to eight-man District 4. Obviously, I think everybody's talked about how tough this district is. You know, this you whoever wins this district is going to be battle-tested. What do you Where do you think this team is at right now heading into that district? I mean, right now, I mean, I think we still got some things to improve, but I think we're in a good situation to where we can make a good run in the playoffs. I mean, every team's going to be good in the district, so we're going to have to fight every play for it. Carter, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on your performance. Congratulations on the Highway 275 championship, and good luck to you the rest of the way. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still continuing coverage here from Tarkio, Missouri, where your 2022 Highway 275 champions, Platte Valley. We are here with junior Aiden Blackford. Aiden, um, like I told um, Carter, you know, maybe not a lot of time to register this win, um, register a conference championship. Just how are you feeling right now? Oh, uh, it's amazing. You know, we haven't had a conference championship in a long time, if ever. I don't really remember. But, oh, this is awesome. It's a great opportunity, but we just got moved to playoffs now. A lot of expectations heading into the season, you know, about, you know, how this team could potentially contend for a Highway 275 championship. How does it feel, you know, the one of your preseason goals now has come to fruition? It's pretty cool to see. Coach has always preached it. You know, set goals, accomplish them, then set another goal. And that's what we got to keep doing moving into districts. A uh, little bit of a slow start for both teams there in the first half. Um, a couple fumbles, had an interception um, there. Um, just um, talk about the way you guys were just able to bounce back from that slow start in order to get in order to get this win tonight. All right, I turned the ball over early on the first drive, and I got to clean that up. But coach has always preached just flush it, move on to the next play. We we're able to clean clean that up. Then I got an interception later, and it kind of gave us some energy to move on. Well, just uh, you, your performance. Talk about the performance of your uh, senior Carter Luke right there. He had some big runs tonight, or especially that one, that long one to set up that last touchdown there. Just talk about his performance tonight. He's a beast. You know, we've all we've all known he's a beast, and he's been hurt the past three games, I think. So having him back, it's cool to see him out here. He won the ball. He was hungry, and he ran hard. Well, he looked like he didn't even miss a beat out there. So um, now my last question to you, Aiden, I mean, you know, we got the Highway 275 Conference Championship mm -hmm. wrapped up. Uh, regular season's done. Now we move on to districts. Obviously, everybody's talked about eight-man district four, how, how much of a murderous row that is. Just talk about where you feel like this team is at right now heading into that district. We're confident, you know. We're going to – our opponent we're going to face, we're going to give them a fight no matter what. And if we're going to be the best, we have to beat the best. I, that's exactly, you know, in the words of Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yes, so, sir. Aiden, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on a conference championship. Thank Congratulations you. on a great regular season. Good luck to you guys on the road to districts. Thank you. It means a lot. 
Definitely want to thank Coach Silkin, um, Carter, Luke, and Aiden Blackford for joining me on the podcast after the game. Congratulations to the whole team for winning the Highway 275 this season. Uh, Devin, um, if you want, um, you want to run down some. Um, I'll let you run down the um, eight-man scores tonight. And um, what are some, what were some of the big scores in the um, Grand River Conference tonight? Yeah, so we just kind of go through the conference here again. Looking. Thursday night, Albany, big win over Pattonsburg, 74-32. to 32. Albany, we'll see where they end up, wind up in districts. Could it be anywhere from the 2 to the 5 seed, depending on the districts. I would assume probably the 3 or the 4 seed, most likely there for Albany um, in there. So a big win for them last night. Uh, Worth County, they played Stanbury tonight. They defeated them 66-14, to 14, just another big win there for the Tigers of Worth County. Um, again, King City played Central Christian tomorrow, so that's most of the GRC in that point. Um, I believe that's all those teams in there. North Andrew, they did beat, defeat Southwest Livingston 68-8 to in that one, I believe, was the final score, so a big win. North Andrew, undefeated regular season, conference champions there for the Cardinals. Um, over the 275, kind of a weird night in the conference there. We talked about Platte Valley defeating East Atchison, but a couple of almost upsets there. Rockport, they're going to finish the year 6-3, and three, but they had – all the struggles in the world with the 2-7 Mountain City Panthers had to have a goal line stand with one second left from the one-yard line to defeat Mountain City 18-14. to Had to come back to win that game. Scored the last touchdown with about two and a half to go. So a big win there for Rockport, but an excellent effort from Mountain City. And then the same thing over in Oregon where South Holt had all they could handle there with Nottoway Valley. Nottoway Valley was actually up 22-8 to at one point in that game. South Holt scores the last 20 points of the game to win 28-22. to Big win there for the Knights. They secure the seventh seed in that district. Rockport will be the sixth seed. So it kind of sets up that little play-in matchups there in the first round of District 4. You'll have Mound City at South Holt, and Stanbury will host Nottoway Valley in that district. That's pretty much uh, locked and ready loaded for that district right there, but a couple of excellent games coming up there in district number four in the playing games. I know. The, I think we still got a game going on right now in the south right now. And I mean, we talked about. I saw the tweet, your tweet, um, last night. And I actually mentioned it on the podcast about Albany and Pattonsburg combining for 900 yards of offense. Um, but um, I want to talk about this North Shelby Bramer game real quick, and um, we'll get a final score here as soon as we. Um, I talk with John. We'll be able to talk about that a little bit more. Um, if it if it doesn't go final before we get off the our yard portion here, but just North Shelby and Bramer, that's got to be an offensive slugfest there. We talk about 900 yards of offense between Albany and Pattonsburg. I got to believe it's got to be close to 13 or 1,400 there in that game. So, um, Devin, just your thoughts on that game in, in the south. So, Anthony is actually at that game right now for us, and at halftime it was Bramer 58 North Shelby 48 at halftime. Uh, right now with about four and a half to go, it's North Shelby 90, Bramer 72. So still waiting on a final score in that one, but a high-scoring affair there uh, between Bramer and North Shelby. And that's an important game for up here in District Number 3 as well because you're looking at it. If Bramer wins that game, they're the two-seed. If they lose, it then becomes King City and LeBlanc can maybe jump up a spot or two there. Two through four gets really confusing there of who's going to be what seed there. So that's a huge game for LeBlanc and King City, the two purple teams in District 3 to keep an eye on there. Both teams play on Saturday. Both teams are pretty favored there in both their games. So they're hoping for a Bramer loss. They could possibly get a higher seed there um, with that. But it's going to be very interesting to see how that kind of plays out there in District Number 3. I know that we got some other teams out south that we're kind of paying attention to. You know, we got the Archies, we got the Drexels, and the um, the St. Paul Lutherans, um, Lockwoods. Um, we got them paying attention to. Those are some big teams down south. So, um, you know, Devin, uh, what's going on uh, with some of those teams down south? 
So Archie, they played liberal tonight. Archie won 58 to nothing without Briar McIntyre playing, so a big win there. I know they were up 22 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Caden Sutton had a rushing touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown, and I believe a pick six. So he had a nice first quarter there for Archie. He was able to beat liberal in that one and secure the Wemo Conference title, their first one since joining eight-man football. This is their third year in eight-man there. So big win for Coach Smith and Archie down south. Um, Warwick, they're a little bit in the other conference there, but they won 62-16 to over Santa Fe. So a big win there for the Bearcats in that one. Uh, Drexel, they're currently in a fight now with uh, St. Paul Lutheran. They're up 58-30. to They should win that game here late in that one. But Drexel looking to go 8-1 the regular season, get that two seed in District number 1, while St. Paul, they will be the number one seed in District number 2, win or lose this game uh, for them. Lockwood, they played Rich Hill tonight. Lockwood won 65-6. to Um and I believe that's the last game that we have that's down south. That's final right now. Haven't seen anything from Osceola Greenfield so far. That's a big game for seeding down there for the 7 through 10 seeds in that one. And then the other one game out east is Schuyler County defeating Northwest Hughesville 68 to nothing. So a big win for the Rams there to get to 4-5 and five, um, with them a chance to win a couple of games in districts possibly there. Um, a team that's won, I think, a combined one or two games their first three years in eight-man football to get to 4-5. and five, Big win there for Schuyler County. And uh, that that will do it. That will do it for our portion here. We're gonna have Devin and Anthony back on next week. We're gonna talk a lot about the seating there in Eight Man District Four. I know there's gonna be some good good takes there as far as that. Um, eight Man. We'll preview eight. We'll preview those Eight Man districts on next week's um, show with Devin and Anthony. And then um, Devin, just thank you so much for um, allowing me to ride with you to. Um, to Tarkio tonight, good game there. Um, again, congratulations to Platte Valley, your 2022 Highway 275 champions. Just thank you for letting me ride with you. Tremendous game tonight. Um, thank you for everything you do for eight-man football. It's always very, very uh, – you and Anthony, very, very appreciated your guys' work that you guys do with that. And um, thank you so much for everything, and um, we'll talk to you guys. Um, we'll talk to you guys later next week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Clifton. It's a uh... Uh, always a great time talking high school football on a Friday night. So thanks a lot. Absolutely. That will do it for Devin and I's segment. Um, we're going to go to a quick commercial break real quick. When we come back, John Dykstra and I will break down everything on the 11-man side in the MIAA after this quick commercial break. And this is Clifton Grooms from the Cliff Dutch Podcast. Before we go on to tonight's episode, want to give a shout-out to some of our sponsors that have come out on board for the last couple of weeks, month, couple of months here. Let's give a shout out to Tolly and Associates, the team there, Barnes Roofing, David Jen Shubrell, Robin Stacy Astuter, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, Adams Bar and Grill, and the Hi Ho Bar and Grill. Thank you all so much for your contributions and coming on board and your support of the Clip Notes podcast. Without further ado, here is tonight's episode. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on the Cliff Notes Podcast again. Another word from our sponsors. Thank you guys so much for your contribution and support to the podcast. It is very much appreciated. Thank you so much to all of you guys here. We are now back with our second half of the um, night edition of the Post-it Notes here. This time, we have the Maryville Forum's John Dykstra with us here. John, how are you, sir? Pretty good, Clifton. Pretty good. Playoffs next week. It's exciting. Well, we just had Devin on here in the last segment, but now um, we're going to bring you back on here as we're going to be talking about 11-man football. We're going to go to the MEC, and um, I'll tell you what, um, what a great night for the Spoof Hounds. Spoof Hounds, um, big win over Lafayette tonight, 
I got to pull up this score here real quick. We are actually live here. 49 and to 14. 49 to 14. So 49 to 14, Maryville defeats Lafayette tonight. Another MEC Conference Championship on the resume for Coach for Coach Matt Webb and another one for his boys. Um, so, um, John, you were there at the game in St. Joe at um, Scott Marriott Field. Um, John, just your takeaways from the Maryville Lafayette game. Yeah, um, Maryville had control from the beginning. It was forty-nine to nothing at halftime. Uh, they they got their guys, a lot of guys up and down the roster, a lot of playing time. Uh, I'll tip my hat to uh, Lafayette though. I know it's been a rough season for them, but they put up two touchdowns late. They kept fighting in a game that was clearly over, and uh, I just think that says a lot about their kids and their program as well. That what they're trying to build there, that they they didn't. They, they shut Maryville out in the second half. They stopped the run really well. Um, so, shout out to the Irish for that. But Maryville did what they were supposed to do and uh, picked up the lopsided win. Derek Quinlan was perfect 9 for 9 um, when he was in. He played about a quarter and a half. And uh, just, it was a good win for the Spoof Hounds, but some good stuff shown by the Irish, too. Well, definitely that should set up right now. That's going to be the. Um the topic that we're going to get into here in just a few minutes. Um, um, the other big story in the MEC tonight, um, Savannah, a win over St. Pius tonight, 28-13, to 13, I believe that's the final score. And that, that was actually one I actually do remember because I haven't written down my scores yet. So 28-13, to 13, Savages split a conference title with Maryville. Obviously, Maryville is going to have the tiebreaker with um, Savannah winning that Highway 71 showdown last week in savannah so um john i want to offer up just your thoughts um i know obviously you know you were at the maryville game but just um offer up your thoughts on savannah's big win over st Pius tonight yeah i had one eye on that savannah game the whole time because i that's huge for seeding which i'm sure we'll get into in a second but um yeah just a really good win for savannah nice bounce back after losing to maryville um if you would have told me that that Maryville and Savannah would be sharing the MEC after that, uh, after the loss Maryville had to Pius earlier, I would have been, uh, not real sure that you knew what you were talking about, but that's what happened. They, uh, they battled back, uh, Maryville finished the year on a winning streak. Savannah's been strong all year except for that game last week, so, uh, it's, a it's a little Highway 71 share there in the MEC, and, uh, they don't break the tie. They just go by record. So both Savannah and Maryville will be able to claim that championship. So, uh, yeah, good night for, for two area schools and two rivals there. Absolutely. That's going to kind of uh, kind of play into my next conversation here real quick. Um, I know whenever we saw the district's um, assignments at the, at the end of August, um, one of the things that really stuck out to me was the MEC all being in one district. I thought, me personally, I did not like it because I like to see a little bit of new competition in districts. I like to see these guys play different teams. So, um, you know, with that taking place, I know that, um, no, there's a possibility for several different options as as far as, like, the the number one seed and stuff like that. But, um, John, I just want to get your thoughts on um, where you feel like um, if you were to seed – Class 3, District 8 right now, where you feel like these teams would be at right now? Well, I'll skip what I what I think personally um, because I think we have a pretty good idea at this point. 
I think it's going to be Maryville number one because I think Savannah will be ahead of them in the points. Maryville's got the tiebreaker, so they jump them. So Maryville will be the one seed. Savannah will be the two, as I said, on points. Um, and then Chillicothe will jump Pius um, because they will be the three, four. And Chillicothe has that head-to-head. So Chillicothe will be the three seed. Pius will be the four. And then it'll be Cameron with the five. And, uh, and Benton with the six. And Lafayette with the seven. So that means our matchups for next week will be number two, La- or number two Savannah hosting number seven Lafayette. Number three Chillicothe hosting number six Benton. And then... Uh, and then the last matchup will be number four, St. Pius, hosting uh, Cameron, the five seed. So that should be an interesting group. I think all the home seeds will be pretty heavy favorites, but that'll make for an interesting first week of football. And then if the home seeds do win, that would mean a semifinal week of St. Pius at Maryville and Chillicothe at Savannah. So. A lot of fun football the next couple weeks for the MEC teams. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be fun there in the MEC. Um, we're going to run down to one more score in the Midland Empire Conference that we're going to get into here real quick. And Cameron defeated Marshall. That was a non-conference action tonight. 24-7 to was the final score in there. Let's go to some KCI scores here real quick. And East Buck, um, East Buck um, 8-1 on the season, beat Lawson. 41 to nothing. That clinches them the outright KCI Conference Championship. Well, Mid Buchanan was able to defeat Plattsburgh 63 to 6. So East Buck, more than likely at this time, will be the number one seed in Class 1 District 8. Mid Buck will more than likely end up with the two. North Platte, um, we talked about North Platte being late from 36 to 14 on Thursday. North Platte more than likely will be the third seed in that district. What a season for North Platte. Um, I mentioned it a little bit on the pod um, this morning. Um, North Platte, their first winning season since 2011. Their congratulations to North Platte there. Other score that we're going to look at in the um, KCI, Hamilton over West Platte, 46-8. to Here, West Platte's just been on a little bit of a downslide past couple of weeks. I believe that's actually three of the last four West Platte's actually lost on the season. Hamilton getting a little bit better towards the end of the season. I'll tell you what, um, that might be a dangerous matchup for somebody in district, whoever has to play Hamilton in districts. I mean, they started off winless in the first five or six games, but they've come back pretty strong here in this last stretch of the season. I know, John, I know how, I don't know how much of the KCI that you've um, paid attention to, but just your thoughts on um, East Buck winning KCI and just um, your other thoughts on the KCI. I mean, East Box the team that's, that's battle-tested this year. They had that game against Savannah. We've, we've seen how good Savannah is. Um, I think it's going to come down again to a mid-buck-East Buck game. It tends to this time of year. And East Buck uh, showed last week they're pretty good in that matchup this year. So uh, Coach Fritz's boys can, uh, can sure adjust and can make that a game for sure. But... Um, I, I would say it's East Bucks to lose at this point in districts. So that's it for the KCI. Let's talk about the Grand River Conference real quick here. And um, obviously, you know, Gallatin and Princeton were scheduled to play tonight. Princeton had a forfeit the rest of their season. They are down to 10 players this season. That's very, very unfortunate. And I know um, 
I know Coach Powell and those guys, I always have a lot of respect for Coach Nathan Powell there at Princeton. A really, really good, good dude. Um, Sawyer McCallan's on the coaching staff there at Princeton this year. He's, he's one of my guys. They're a former King City lineman there, so he's on the staff there. Um, Trenton bounced back after their um, loss to Gallatin last week. 48 to nothing. They defeated South Harrison. They're 8-1 on the season. Putnam County over Polo tonight, 42 to 8. And then Milan over Maysville, 34 to 26. I want to get your thoughts, um, John. We're going to go into some Highway 275 scores here real quick. We're going to update those just one more time here. And I want to go over this Platte Valley East Atchison game. Just your thoughts here. I know Devin and I already talked about this earlier on the show, but Platte Valley again, uh, your 2022 um, Highway 275 champions with a 30 to 16 win over East Atchison. Um, uh, John, just um, overall, just your thoughts on what you what you've heard on the Platte Valley game tonight. Well, uh, you guys were obviously there, so I'll let you guys speak on the uh, the game itself tonight. But I'll just say, for Platte Valley, I mean that that team we talked about before with Devin. They're, they're a basketball school. They're known for basketball. They're known for baseball. They're really good. The one sport they've struggled over the years has been football. And this this senior class especially there, I think they they really made it a mission to to change that narrative and, and make them a, a respectable football team and obviously a, a top five team in the state, um, a really now 275 conference champions. They've done that, and I think that's a that's a tip of the cap to those guys. Guys like Trevor Weir, guys like Carter Luke, Jackson McCrary. Um, there's just a great senior class there. Wyatt Miller, um, just such such a good class of, of kids there that that really play football the right way. And Johnny Silkett's done an amazing job with that program, um, and they're they're just doing really well there. Michael Tratz, Zach Dyer. Dallas Geed, there's a lot of really good coaches there, so I think that's just a tribute, and this is a little bit of a culmination of what they've been really building towards the last couple years, and I think that that really deserves acknowledged, um, because it has been a pretty crazy turnaround for that program, and uh, really kind of a special day for them. I know they're going to want to have some more special days in the playoffs, obviously, uh, now that we're to that, but it's hard to win a conference championship, and and that's really impressive that they were able to get that done. Yeah, and I just want to, um, you know, again, congratulations to Platte Valley there. Um, you know, I want to kind of get your thoughts. Um, I know Devin and I talked about this earlier in the show about um, eight-man district four. That's going to be, you know, I mean, we've all called it. I mean, we've had several names for it. I call it the district of death. I mean, this is um, – Literally, you know, you got North Andrew, Platte Valley, Albany, Worth County, East Atchison. Um, I mean, one of those teams is going to be a five seed and have to travel in the playoffs. That's that's how deep this district is. So, um, I want to get your thoughts, um, real quick on just your thoughts on Eight Man District Four. Well, it's insane. You guys saw tonight how good of a team East Atchison is, being able to get Platte Valley everything they wanted. And guess what? They're going to be a heavy underdog in their district semifinal game or district quarterfinal game which is crazy they're probably going to have to play Worth County or Albany and they will nobody's going to pick them to win that game 
and that is insane considering how good of team they are. So uh, I think it's really that that district is really anybody's guess. The four teams I would expect one of North Andrew, Worth County, Albany, Platte Valley to come out of that district. But there are some really good teams in there too. We saw South Holt and Nottoway Valley have a great game tonight. Um, Mount City and Rockport had a great game tonight. There's just teams playing playing good football. And unfortunately, because of how Misha does it, um, they're only going to get one or two weeks in the playoffs to showcase how good of football they're playing. But that district is 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 crazy. And uh, and there's there's a decent argument that the state championship game may be played in either the district semifinal or final because there are going to be some great matchups and it's going to be a lot of fun for for the fans obviously those will be local games so I would expect some big crowds out there as as these games really uh really are to decide a state champion I mean you got district four and then you got Archie and if the if the state champion isn't either out of district four or Archie I would be shocked at this point so It'll be a fun, fun little playoff before the state playoff to see who uh, who can represent District 4 because they'll have a great chance to win it all. Yeah, and, um, that's actually going to conclude our um, high school talk tonight. Um, definitely a lot of great um, high school scores um, tonight. Um, one more score that I actually kind of do want to pass along here. And um, Devin and I were following this on the way our way whole on our way back from Tarkio, but um you know North Shelby we talked about North Shelby and Bramer. Um how about North Shelby? Um they get the big win over Bramer tonight. 96 to 80 was the final score and that one that one's the North Shelby Bramer game we were following on the way here. But let's get into some MIAA football talk here real quick. MIAA um action on Saturday. Um Northeastern State at Northwest. It's homecoming for the Bearcats. Um, Northwest bounced back in a big way over um, Washburn last week. Um, nice um, game-winning field by game-winning field by field goal by Cole Lamel. I can't talk tonight. And uh, I mean, you know, just um, John, just your thoughts on homecoming tomorrow? Well, it's a uh, it's a Bearcat week where it's week two of the playoffs for them because ever since they lost to Pitt State, they they knew they had to win every game to have a chance to get in the playoffs, and they got one down with Washburn last week. Now it's now it's week two. They're, they're heavy favorites over Northeastern State, but as Missouri Western learned last week, Northeastern State can put up a fight. So uh, Northwest is going to have to take care of business. Um, early in the week, Coach Wright talked about they were getting a little healthier. And that's going to be big for them, especially with Cardi next week. Um, so if they can get a little healthier, get some guys back in the lineup this week, should be a good week of football. Yeah, absolutely. The other one that we're going to talk about, Missouri Western on the road at Pitt State, as you just mentioned there. Um, Griffins did break the losing streak last week, but it wasn't easy. I think a lot of people were kind of shocked. I know I know. whenever I listen to the um, broadcast, I know a bunch of us were listening to Tommy's broadcast um, last week, and um, I saw those live stats, and I automatically jumped on KFEQ, and I was like, oh my goodness, what, what's going on here? Because um, 
you know, Missouri Western, this is a big one for them. Number one, Pitt State. Pitt State has been, for the past several weeks, the best team in the MIAA. Just um, your thoughts on Western at Pitt. Um, my thoughts are uh, Pitt State's probably going to gonna roll in that one. Western, if they can keep that one at all competitive, that'll be a good good step for them because yeah last week was a little a little disheartening they showed some toughness at the end but um you're that that program is not one that wants to be in a tight game with northeastern state as long as they were so uh if, if they need a bounce back kind of performance this week it'll be interesting to see who who takes the first snap of the game um I know we Baker had a pretty good finish of the game last week, so uh, it'll be interesting to see if him and Reagan each get a shot or how that works. But um, yeah, they uh, they it'll be interesting to see how Western bounces back after. I'm sure they were a little disappointed with their performance last week as well. So yeah, yeah both those games are on the MIAA network uh, tomorrow. If you want to watch those. Uh, another piece of news that we want to share tonight, uh, Missouri Western uh, men's basketball had their first exhibition game on on th- today and um, let me get into my bag here because I believe the score was 72 to 67 but don't quote me on that because I have the stat sheet in the bag here. Um, yeah, I believe it was yeah 72 yep, 72 um, where's my light there? Yep, there it is. Yep, 72-67, um, Missouri Western over Benedictine. Um, I'll tell you what, the Ravens played very well with Missouri Western um, for probably the first um, half, first half, um, kind of halfway into the second. Um, Missouri Western was able to take a lead for good with um, with about six or seven minutes left in the game there, but the Griffs were able to pull away for a five-point win over Benedictine. Obviously, Missouri Western's got the big exhibition game next Sunday, October the 30th at Kentucky. Um, we're going to have an interview posted tomorrow with um, Kentucky assistant coach Orlando Antigua breaking down this game against uh, Missouri Western next week. We're going to have that as a special interview on the podcast. Um, some scoring for Missouri Western here. Um, Western was scored uh, was led in scoring with 18 points by Julius Dixon, who's a newcomer on the squad this year. Another um, 16 points was added by Reese Glover. Nice to have him back healthy and back into the lineup. And then 11 points for Tay Fields on the day. That ratted out the double-digit scoring for the Griffs. Remember, um, exhibition game doesn't count on the record. So a um, little bit of a stiff test there for Missouri Western on the first day of exhibition. Also on Saturday, Class 3 District 16 Volleyball at Savannah will take place. I know that um, John and I went to um, those games on Thursday on Thursday night. Um, Chillicothe over Savannah, and then it was Maryville over Lafayette. The semifinals is 4 o'clock. Um, number 3 seed in Maryville against number 2 seed in Cameron. That's at 4 o'clock, and then 5-15, the late game. Number 1 seed at Benton at number 5 seed at Chillicothe. Um, John, you want to offer up, up your thoughts on volleyball real quick i think that's a really fun district it's a competitive district um i think benton's a clear favorite and if i was predicted i'd certainly have them winning but i think that cameron uh maryville game tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun and uh i think benton's gonna have a challenge with whoever they have even though i would pick them to win any of those matches i think that's just a a really fun day of volleyball uh so 
anybody who's who's listening, I uh, recommend you join me in Clifton there uh, tomorrow or Saturday whenever this is posted. Yeah, but it will be tonight. Um, we're going to post this tonight, um, and it will be Saturday. Um, yep, we will be there um, live. We'll have coverage from post game from both games tomorrow on tomorrow night's edition of the Posted Notes. Um, a few notes that we also want to pass along, high school football on Saturday, 10 a.m. on Saturday. King City is hosting Sejo Christian. That's going to be a big game for King City as far as seeding in class eight-man District 3. Um, King City could very well end up with a two or three seed there in District. That's a big game against St. Joe Christian for seeding purposes. And then LeBlanc, for the second straight week, has to go about three hours away on a Saturday on the road at Knox County. That's going to be a big game for LeBlanc. Also, if they can win, maybe some seeding can maybe get reshuffled in there with Bramer's loss to North Shelby tonight. That's going to be real interesting how A-Man District 3 is seeded with LeBlanc and King City playing on Saturday there. So um, also um, a little bit of an out of out of podcast um, coverage area notes. Um, how about Polo at King City tomorrow for um, softball class one um, quarterfinal softball Polo, the number one team in class one softball. They are on the road at King City GRC rivals there. So um, winner of that game will move on to Springfield this next weekend. Also want to give a congratulations to Chillicothe softball again for moving on to Springfield. They will move on next weekend. I believe they are taking on Bowling Green next Friday at noon. Next Friday at noon in Springfield. So that's going to be a fun one there. Um, next week, we're also going to have some feature stories on some tennis and golfers who, who had some big um, weekends over the last couple of weeks at state tennis and state golf. Get those girls some love and get them some coverage there. So um, that will do it for um, this long edition of the Post-it Notes. I know that we did a lot of um, talking, a lot of more talking than usual on a Friday night edition of the Post-it Notes, but we wanted to bring some live coverage um, to you now. Tomorrow um, we will have um, coverage from and post-game from volleyball. Tomorrow night, Class 3, District 16 volleyball at Savannah. We'll also run down um, a recaps of the um, Northwest um, hosting Northeastern State and Missouri Western on the road at Pitt State for football. And um, we'll um, do it maybe an official unveiling of the um, district brackets for football. Those will more than likely probably at least be finalized by sometime Saturday night at least. But for myself, I also want to thank John Dykstra for joining the show. also want to thank um, Devin Albertson for joining the show on the last segment. Um, also want to give a great shout out to all of our sponsors. As always, thank you guys so much for your support and your contribution to the podcast. Couldn't do it without you all. And most importantly, I want to thank all of you, the fans and the supporters. Without you guys, I would be nothing. Thank you guys so much for everything. You guys make this the best job in the world. I couldn't do it without any of you guys. Thank you guys so much. Um, Actually, let's put that back a little bit. I know that we actually signed off here just a little bit, but um, want to give one more score update. I would be kind of remiss if I kind of missed this one a little bit here. Central, how about a big win for the Indians tonight? 42-7 to over Truman tonight. A big senior night win for the Indians. Um, Indians are actually going to get a home game, Class 5, District 8. They're actually going to get a home game next Friday night against Platte County, a rematch of last year's first round matchup, which took place. But I think this is a better Indian team 
than last year. This one's going to be real interesting at Noise Field. More than likely, as of right now at this moment, we will be there for that game next week. That's more than likely the schedule where we're going to go for next week is Platte County and Central. That will be our Cliff Notes podcast game that we're going to cover for Friday Night Football at least. But I, I kind of wanted to come back and kind of um, come back with that and uh, be kind of remiss if we miss the Indians here. I know we got into a lot of those scores, so it's very, very easy to miss stuff when you're doing it live on the fly like this. Also, I um, want to give my apologies there for the Indian fans coming on there for so late. But Central over Truman tonight, 42-7 to was the final score in that. Now we will sign off officially. I hope you guys have a great Saturday rest of your Friday night and a safe Friday night and a great Saturday afternoon wherever you're going, whether you're going to a college football game, whether you're going to softball, whether you're going to volleyball, football, a lot of stuff going on on Saturday. So enjoy whatever you're going to, or if you're just going to relax at home, enjoy that as well. We will be coming back on Saturday night with another edition of the Post-it Notes. Until then, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Friday night.